welcome to the Religion of Hockey podcast. My name is Nathan A.K.A. Grant. We are joined by the hockey god himself, Nico, here today. What up? Let's do it. Hey, so real quick, um, I did not end the Edmonton Oilers. Everybody wanted to say <laughs> when I when I wore my Oilers jersey <laughs> to the Blackhawks game and they lost. Uh, everybody was like, "Oh, you're gonna you're gonna be the reason why the Oilers suck. You're gonna be the reason why they're gonna not make the playoffs." And wouldn't you know it, James Neal is the real deal and he's leading the Edmonton Oilers. So anybody who said that, you could suck it. I like it. Letting you know. Just I'm really you happy know. you didn't jinx them because I'm really enjoying watching them. By the way, they're awesome. Oh wait, but also just to spite everybody, Whoa. I just I just bought a James Neal T-shirt. And a James Neal sweater. What? And a hat. This is so this is what? breaking news. This is breaking this is breaking news. So just so you know, I'm going full out James Neal. So if you see the guy who's walking around Chicago with James Neal gear, you know who it is. <laughs> you know who it is. It's obviously Jonathan Tapes because he loves it. He, he loves James Neal. <laughs> it's James Neal, Jonathan <laughs> Tapes. All right, uh, let's get into it. So we're going to do the show a little bit differently to, uh, this week. Maybe going forward, we're just going to go over some topics that uh, are kind of buzzing right now in the mm-hmm. NHL. So we're not going to go over the entire standings. You have a computer, I assume, because you're listening to us, and you can go look them up. <laughs> so, so if you want to know what the standings are, and you can't also the standings will be late, like way late, like a day after, so it might be outdated for yeah. you too. So these are just main stories that we just kind of want to go over. We'll probably hear about the standings as we go on throughout the whole podcast, mm-hmm. anyway. But um, just a little thing there. Also, by the way, if you're listening on anything. Uh, you can listen to us on anything. I should say you listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on iTunes. That's the same thing. You listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on Spreaker? Spreaker? Spreaker. Spreaker, and we're also on Anchor as well. So share it to your friends. Thanks for listening, by the way. Let's get into it. All right. Uh, first first things first. So we usually make fun of the Minnesota Wild halfway through the podcast. We're, also, if, we're uh, starting early. One more thing before we get... Yeah, before we get started though, if you hear like a like a splashing sound, splashing, splashing sound, I'm in my laundry room, <laughs> so you're gonna hear laundry. There's sounds. dead bodies in there. They're just splashing <laughs> they're around. Just, they're splashing and splashing. <laughs> splashing. Uh, I don't know where that came from. All right, so let's get into the minute. Speaking of splashing around, the Minnesota Wild <laughs> weekend. They're relevant, right? They're relevant for us to talk about. So we usually we, we do a thing every every. Um, Every week where we have to say something nice about Paul Fenton, but since he's irrelevant, we have to say something nice about the Minnesota Wild. Uh, okay, let's come up with something nice about the Minnesota Wild. You go first. They have one of the best jerseys in the league. Okay, uh, they won a game. Two games. Oh, that's, that's a new record. Well, they, they won two games. Um, the meal tickets are nice, which, by the way, they only get $100 per Every road game, so every time they go out onto the onto the road, they get a hundred dollars from the team. Whoa! Every player, yeah. In case they didn't want to spend their millions of dollars, <laughs> they get a hundred. They get a hundred dollars to go and spend on anything. Whoa! So the meals are good, according to Boost Boudreau. So that's a good thing. Jason Zucker, he likes Boost Boudreau. He now likes Boost Boudreau. Now. Yes, the now likes Boost for Joe, so that's a good thing. Okay, so we've come up with like five good things. Yes. About, oh, the Wild are really good when Matt Dumma is not playing. Apparently so this season. Oh, 
apparently. So okay, let's gonna do it for real though. So the Wild are what two seven and one. Yeah. Yeah, they're not really good. They're not two. Sorry, I gave them. I gave them an OTL loss. Uh, they're two six and zero. Oh. There you go. Um, they have scored 18 goals. They have allowed 32. Oh. And there goes my there goes my uh, <laughs> my laundry thing because it's getting angry about the Minnesota <laughs> Wild. Um, yeah, I think they they've allowed the most goals in the entire NHL. Really? Yeah, they are not really good. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't watch the Wild on a daily basis, but I've catched. I've I've watched. I've watched maybe three of their games. I've watched the two against Montreal for sure, and their first game against the Montreal Canadiens when they were uh, at home. It's like they took a nap <laughs> and decided not to play, and that was really. Uh, if you're if you're paying for you know to go watch your team. Like I, I would have asked for a refund. I think, I think that you would have had a valid point, because you didn't get anything that you bought that you paid for <laughs> when you, when you went to go see the the, but the come out of centers when you saw the Minnesota Wild play, and and man, they suck. They are so so bad. And like, even when Minnesota's been meh, they still been one of the best defensive teams in the league. It's just like the goalies suck, Dubik sucks, the defense is, is just terrible. Like, Ryan Suter, his like underlying numbers are so bad this year, and obviously the age is catching up to him, but this, the team is crumbling like I thought they would. There were some people out there that thought they'd be competitive, but <laughs> they're showing so far that they don't want to exactly be that type of team. You see, I don't really think that that Devin Dubnik is really the the major. I know he needs to make a save too, but I think his positioning has been really good. I just think that he's getting bombarded with so many shots against. I think they are number two in shots against every game. No, they're number one. Wow, <laughs> in shots really? against. They are they are averaging thirty five shots against according to NHL.com. But we know how well NHL.com is yeah. for stats. Uh, but according to them, they are averaging 35. That's almost 40 shots a game for you kids at home, if you can't do math. Uh, th- that's a lot of shots. That's a lot of rubber hitting you. And it's, and these are high high offensive chances the, the defense is allowing on him. And now I'm not saying that you know that's a big excuse for Devin Dubnik, but I think you could you could understand why his save percentage and his goals against are so are so low and high. Yeah. Because of the because of the obvious lack of defensive help that it, that he's getting out there. Because if you if you're if you're getting shot at with a let's just say a 65 mile mile per hour shot from right in front of you, probably like let's just say six times every period, the chances are they're probably going to score. And that's why that's why I'm looking at Devin Dubnik, and it doesn't look like his positioning is off a lot of times. Now, if you watch the the Montreal game that he had the other day. Uh, I believe it was the second goal. I want to say it was uh, uh, Philip Deneau. He comes into the zone, walks in, two-on-one. And granted, it's a two-on-one. But he just takes a shot. And yes, Dubnik's in positioning. It just goes past him. But, like, yeah, that's a bad goal. Understandable. But when you look at the goal that he had on the fourth one, or the third one, sorry, the third one where it was a blatant, you had three guys coming into the zone, rushing in, and uh, Jonathan Druin just takes the shot, and it bounces off his pad, but there's no one there to cover the guy who's opened for the rebound. 
And again, secondary chances are something that all goaltenders hate, but it happens. But usually you have it. Def- and it's an, it's a regular play. This isn't just a like a thing where they're all coming on the rush and nobody, everyone was off chance. They got a little cycle play, and then they just shot it in. It gets a rebound that should have been covered up by the defender, Ryan Suter, and it wasn't. And that's a play that I've that I've seen a lot of times from this wild team that has happened. It's just those secondary chances happen here and there in a the game, but a lot of times you no know, NHL defenses will get past it. But in this instance, they aren't, and Ryan Suter in this case wasn't covering his guy. Alright, now on to the Minnesota Wilds forwards, which haven't exactly even been better than a defense. It's been <laughs> <laughs> Okay, hold on, hold on, I do gotta say something. So, when we were looking up what we were gonna talk about for the Minnesota Wild, the first thing I looked up was obviously Minnesota Wild. And the headline, let me look, let me get the headline really quick. Uh, zoom, go back one more page. It says, Minnesota Nice from the Pioneer Press. Brad Hunt, helping the Wild through tough times. And me and you, and me and, me and Nate both laughed. We're like, ha ha ha, why would they be talking about old Brad Hunt? Oh, no reasons. No, click forward a little bit, go to the Minnesota Wild main page. Looks all nice, you know, nice and green, the state of hockey. Okay, we go to their stats, and wouldn't you know it, Brad Hunt leading the Minnesota Wild Brad with five points. Hunt. Brad Hunt. Let's see. Let's go to Brad Hunt's stats. Brad Hunt is 31 years old. Can mm-hmm. you guess how tall Brad Hunt is? Five foot ten. He's five nine. Five nine. Five nine guy. Uh, in his career, can you tell? Can you guess how many points he had? Ballpark. Are you looking at it right now? No. Okay, ballpark. Guess how many, uh, try and guess how many points he has. In his so over. he's played with Vegas a little bit. Played with Minnesota a little bit. I'm going to say a total of eight points before the season. Uh, no, you were off. He's played 128 games, so just try and guess there. Oh, 128 games. Um, 128 games, 18 points before the season. Uh, no, he has a negative 18, though. He has 44 points. What? In in 128 games. Oh. Yes, so he also has five of those points in eight games this season. And go. he's leading, and for the first time in his career, he's leading a team in points. <laughs> Brad Hunt, everybody. Only took him to the Minnesota Wild. Wow. I uh, he's, he's also has an 18% shooting percentage. <laughs> no, that won't regress. No. Wow. This is uh, this is pretty bad. Uh, so he's leading the team in points. Technically, he's tied with Ryan Suter, but Ryan Suter's a neg five, so that puts him below him. Uh, I don't know. Jason Zucker's the forward. He has four points. Uh, Marcus Felino also has four points. The defensive stud himself. And then we have we have some like okay guys like Nico Koivu and Luke Kunin. Praise only with three points. We go to Matthew Dumba, who is like I don't I don't ever want to use plus minus, but like he in eight games he's a minus ten. And that's also, not exactly impressive. Eric Stahl, Eric Stahl, minus nine, two assists. He's been really bad. Like he was really Ugh. solid for Minnesota in this first couple of years, but man, this year is just all crumbled. See, but is it him or is it the actual team itself not doing good? Because I think I think it's just all together. Like you can't have yeah. a team. And before we before we even uh, go a, lo- a little bit further, let's just give a pat on the back to ourselves. Because when we were doing our preview for this, for like these uh, these teams and whatever, yeah, we said that we said who was the oldest team in the NHL? <laughs> Minnesota Wild. Who has the oldest forward core top six in the NHL? The Minnesota Wild. And now who is who is blatantly labeled slow and old in the NHL? <laughs> well, the Minnesota Wild. The Dallas Stars like, also, but yeah. 
yeah, well, that's a different story. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but really, you you can't have a team that has that who's that old not have an influx of youth players to help with the speed gate because it, it's kind of not not saying they're at that speed, but it's kind of like having a bunch of Joe Thorntons out there. <laughs> Like, speed-wise, because they're not Joe Thornton. Even Joe Thornton's still kind of kicking around out yeah, there. Yeah, Joe Thornton's actually pretty decent, unlike the Minnesota Wild. Well, I mean, he has three assists, but I wouldn't call that decent. But he's... You get what I'm saying. Like, there's just a bunch of old dudes out there that aren't going well. I mean, Zuccarello, who would have thought that he would have started the season off the way he has? And he's been injured, but he also has no points, and it's a minus six. And it also came out in in interview saying that he's disappointed with how he's played. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> like, like, yeah, good one. Uh, also, do you want to talk about uh, about Jason Zuckergate? Man, it's been really weird. Now, I've been one of the biggest Jason Zucker defenders. I love him. I Vegas-born resident. I, I mean, he was really solid for Minnesota. Didn't put up a ton of points last year, but I thought was one of their main offensive generators. But this year, it's just been kind of meh. He's got... Three goals, one assist for four points, yes. I think he's been solid, but he he wasn't near the level that he was last year, I don't think. And I think that's hurting Minnesota big time because I think he was at some points throughout the year maybe Minnesota's best player, especially at offense. I don't think there was any question there. And with Minnesota, they already have such a trouble, troublesome time scoring, even when Zucker was on his game 100% last year. And now you add a guy like that who was almost carrying them at points, not doing too much yes the points aren't terrible but you'd also like to see more from him but that's just kind of how the minnesota wild have been like you'd want to see more from them they haven't reproduced and they just continue to not do so okay uh well uh, i have you have you been paying attention to michael russo of the athletic during the last couple of days dude he's had a game he's had a couple he was good weeks <laughs> oh man dude i only bring up jason zuckergate or zuckergate because yeah. You know, he, he called out his coach. Mm-hmm. He called out everybody. He said, we got to be better from Bruce down. As he should. Bruce, this is what he says. Bruce has got to be better. We've got to be better. Everybody's got to be better. I don't think that was, tr- that was a bad comment either. I think that was true. And he said, that's it. So after that, of course, it took off. And everybody, his 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 girlfriend who's on, who's been known to uh, tweet some things here and there on <laughs> social media. Uh, famously, his who wants to, or his uh, comments about Paul, her comments about Paul Fenton, <laughs> our boy Paul Fenton, <laughs> about getting traded. So he, uh, you know, Zucker kind of puts. You know, I don't think if you're if you're an athlete and if you're anybody, you can't. I don't think you should say any names. I think if your team's on a on a rut like how they are, and you know when you you can't say any names, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, can't be calling out your head coach, or even if you are in the heat of the moment. Like, I don't think you should be calling out anybody if you aren't, uh, if you aren't Connor McDavid. Like, if you're <laughs> anybody but Connor McDavid, like or James Neal, like you can't, <laughs> I you agree. can't be, you can't be doing anything. Uh, so uh, after that, uh, Zucker went and apologized to Boudreaux on the plane. After the comments came out, Boudreaux didn't even know what was happening. And apparently the next game they heard about it and Bruce told them it's okay. So everything's all right. And then they won a game. There you go. 
So Zuckergate might be the reason why the Minnesota Wild win the cup. Watch it be like the same thing like last year, not to the same extent, but where Jim Lice, Dallas CEO, said oh, Jamie Ben, Tyler Sanger, horse crap, and then they just decided to go on a tear and be good team somehow, make the playoffs. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen with Minnesota, but for Minnesota fans, I guess they can dream. Uh, I don't know. I just, it's just a hard – you have a, you have an aging core. Nobody's fast. You, you are – uh, I mean, Victor Rask has two points in three games, so maybe that's a bright spot. Um, yeah, I'm just going off the stats, so I don't know. I know Ryan Hartman's been really bad too, so this might be it for him in the in the league. Yeah, I was uh, I was really I was kind of pissed that he went off and walked from Dallas, but with the way he's playing, man, I'm I'm not too not not hurting too much about it. Same thing with Zuccarello, who I uh, which I thought was a bad contract to begin with, and uh, ugh. he is injured, yes, but man. All right, let's make some guesses right now. So we'll we we all, we're gonna have a Minnesota Wild minute every week, so <laughs> we will say something about this. Uh, what's your over under on? Uh, let's. What's the captain? The Miko Koivu getting traded. He's the last year of his contract. He's also the captain. He's also spent his whole career there. Yeah, I I don't I don't think there's too many takers for Koivu even with a that center? one year. Even a center, a it center d- it who depends could prove he's great defensive. Dude, he's great defensively. Yeah, but I think people would. I think teams would rather trade for offense if they're at the deadline. But the same thing going with Minnesota. I think they'd want to. They've been such a weird team where they just love. Old guys that can't do any that are at the tip of end of their careers. They're, they are the new Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, I think they want to keep a guy like that. You know, get the veterans for the youth that's non-existent. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I think he leaves. I think he gets traded. I think he has value. If if Brian Boyle, which which uh, you know foreshadowed, we're going to talk about him because he just got signed. If Brian Boyle keeps getting traded at deadlines, like I think a guy who still has offensive upside. Who's no? Who's been a captain? Yeah. I think I think that Koivu does bring some kind of asset. I'm not gonna say you're gonna get a first shot pick for him. He's definitely not. But uh, you know, I think he could end up somewhere if one year left on his contract. I don't know. I don't, why not? I think it all depends uh, on Minnesota's mindset at that point. If they want to. So do I, by the trade deadline, are they out of the playoffs still? Oh, 100 percent. Okay, you heard it here. They are out of the playoffs. We're done training them. We're done. They're yeah. done. They're not. They're not going to make the playoffs, which leads us to our new segment that we're going to be doing. Now that we just crapped on the wild for a little bit, uh, we're going to be going over who's not going to make the playoffs right now. Week Ooh, four. Boy. Week four. Okay, let's start off. We're going to start off in the east because we were just kind of talking about the west. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the east. Let's start off in the Atlantic. Who is who is done for you? Who's done? Who is done for me? Well, in the Atlantic. Well, obviously the Ottawa Senators. I'm like, okay, what, what other team? But the Ottawa Senators, I think, are maybe the one team done right from the beginning. Like I think, I, I think, like some people like to say that, oh, the team doesn't ever tank in like the first week of the season. You don't, you you don't watch the Ottawa oh, Senators. They're done. They're 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 not they're not doing anything. Sorry. Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yo, I lied to you guys about who's allowed the most goals. It's definitely the Ottawa Senators. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, Ottawa done. Red Wings, uh, I don't think so. I think they might. Nope, just kidding. Not the Atlantic. They're done. JK, I yeah, lied to you. In the Atlantic, I don't, I, don't, I don't think Detroit really lost a chance with how many top-heavy teams were there. I, I just don't see it, really. Yeah, it's hard to do. They're three and five right now. Uh, okay, Florida Panthers. This gets hard. You can only have there's only eight teams that can make the playoffs out of each conference. 
I think they're about 50-50 right now. They've looked okay, but also they've gone to overtime like a bajillion times, so we don't really know how they're really playing, but I would still say they make the playoffs. Okay, okay. All uh, right. Uh, I'm the predicting lightning. it. Yes. Okay. Lightning. I'm going to go for, for the Panthers uh, right now. Looking at it in week four, maybe next week it changes. <laughs> but right now, oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I think they're done. I think they're. I don't think they done. can. I don't think they can make it. So I have the Red Wings, Senators, and Panthers done for this week. Uh, Lightning. What do you think? They're making it. 100%. They're making it. Canadians. I think they are going to be a wild card team. I think there's still going to be two teams, the Atlantic, coming out. Okay, there you go. You got the light. So so far, you have the Panthers, Lightning, I, I have the Panthers, Lightning, and, Ma- and yes, everybody making it. <laughs> so what about the Maple Leafs making it? Yes. Okay, Bruins making it. Yes. And the Sabers not making it. No. Here oh. is why. Here is why. All right. Carter Hutton <laughs> is right now the Vesna leader, but. Hell I don't yeah, think that's not lasting. That's not lasting. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. <laughs> I wish it would last. As a Stars fan, I'm I, I'm like one of the biggest Sabres fans you'll see being a Stars fan. I want to see the Sabres make the playoffs. It's been overdue for so long. But until it actually happens, I was really doped by their 10, 10 game winning streak last year. I was really on the board of them making the playoffs. And they disappointed us once again. Make the playoffs, and then I'll believe. Until then, they're out. I uh, you know I will say, for my own, whatever I think the I think the Leafs are gonna make the playoffs. Uh, I don't think the Panthers are, but I do think the Sabers will. I think the Sabers and Canadians will fight it out for that last mm-hmm. wild card positioning. Um, I think the Lightning will go on a, on like a twelve game winning streak. <laughs> so it's only a matter of time. I don't know. I think the biggest surprise would be Lightning not making it, but. It'd have to be right. You, you never know. I think if you're either, I think their team has always been a team where it's like they're either first or they're not. Yeah, I think I think Tampa is. They're gonna be interesting. I'm just waiting until they're they're kind of come around because they've been a weird team so far. They've been, they've had some great performances. They've looked terrible in other games. So I don't know. I think it's a little bit early for them. But yeah, I would say they're still making it. Okay, I do want to talk a little bit about the Sabers though, with their surprising start. So, uh, who do you, have you you're looking at their stats right now? Don't let's just let's just play a guessing game. Uh, who's Ooh. leading their team in scoring? In scoring, uh, it yep. would be Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel is with ten points. He's also negative three. Oh, <laughs> so uh, Jack Eichel is with Rasmus Dahlin. Interesting stat about Rasmus Dahlin. Could you could you try and take a, a gander at how many minutes per game he's playing? 21. No, one more guess. 22. You would be completely off. He is actually playing 18 minutes and 53 seconds per game, which is actually a two-minute drop-off from his rookie season. What? And well, what's what's also funny is that, well, not funny, but interesting is that he's the most used defender on the power play, which you would expect. Yeah. Uh, but at five on five, he's actually only averaging 13.58 seconds per game on four on five on five time, which is the lowest among Sabres defenders, and 150th in the league for defenders. Yeah. Now, how many times have you heard that Darlene has been the best, one of the best defensemen in the league this year? He's been amazing, that kind of thing. Is Ralph, is, has, now, would you? That leads me to the next thing. Now, Ralph Kruger isn't is my early Jack Adams candidate. He's got to be out there. Now, is he? putting out Rasmus Dahlin the way 
the correct way right now because he does have nine points in nine games. He is doing work. He's also been really well in his um, in the time he has been out there. I think his positioning is phenomenal. I do think he is and can be the best defenseman in this league. It's just it's perplexing right now that he's he's averaging only eighteen minutes per game. I was you know? I I agree with you almost one hundred percent there. Ralph Kruger has done such an interesting job on that defense, and that defense for Buffalo has been just super weird. Like they've been really good, but not in the way I expected. Colin Miller's been pretty just meh for Buffalo. I didn't really expect that, but the guy who surprised me the most is not Rasmussen, not anybody else, but Rasmus Ristolainen. He has been one of the best players on that Buffalo team from what I've seen and also from the analytics I don't know what happened there maybe it was getting that European coach in Ralph Kruger but he's something playing with Darlene yeah something has changed there and he's like <laughs> he's playing well he's playing well and I think it's working obviously yeah I also believe that having a competent top four is also helps the team I believe yeah. Yoki Haru and he's been awesome uh, Yoki too Haru. Yoki Haru the pairing of Yoki Haru I just like saying Yoki Haru and Scandella has actually worked out really well because mm-hmm. you have a dynamic of of Henry Yoki Haru being able to get the puck out of zone in which Scandella didn't didn't have anybody he had Bogosian last year as his partner which yeah. is there's a defensive hole. There's offensive black hole right there. Uh, it's just you have a pairing there that's working out. They've actually been one of the better, according to Sean Tierney at Charting Hockey, has been one of the better, um, one of the best pairings in the league. Yeah. Uh, and that's also, you know, with Rasmus Dahlin and uh, Rasmus Ristolainen playing well. Now, there has been trade rumors about Ristolainen. Are you trading Ristolainen at this point? I here's the thing because there's so many people out there, especially throughout the NHL, that are like, okay, he has the talent, but he hasn't played up to that level. I think we might be seeing what he's actually up to the level he can be. And for Buffalo, I don't know if you want to trade him at that point. There was a lot of rumors around him, but I think again, the reason you trade for him is because you'd see that peak level. But I think he's playing like that in Buffalo so far. I think he's really at his peak in the in his career so far. I don't know again if it's Ralph Kruger just playing with different teammates, but he's just been a lot better at this point i don't see really an upside for buffalo to trade him i think they want to make the playoffs this year if they can they want to get it done and it's it's crazy because with all the stuff i've said about rasmus line being terrible it was true and but this year it's changed and i can't believe i'm saying this but trading rasmus for line would not be the good thing for the buffalo sabers which is crazy Ooh, there you go it's crazy hard before we move on from buffalo though a couple other couple other small things uh obviously they're the top team in the league right now but uh, okay. i think people are not really paying attention to him the clutch play of victor uh Golifson, i like to call him victor Golifson. Yeah. he's been a really good rookie he did rock the ahl last year he's doing really good this season with six goals two assists really great on the power play he has all get all six of his goals have been on the power play he's been so good i love him he's been a really good addition to a power play that kind of lacked last season so look for that to keep going for them jeff skinner has it has lived up to his contract $9 million, a lot of money, but he has five goals, two assists, seven points. He's been good. I believe in that. I think the addition of Marcus Johansson up there in their top six has been very good with four goals, three assists, seven points, really uh, 
it's it's another score. It's the depth scoring that they didn't have last year. Also, one more thing. One more thing. Uh, Casey Middlestat. They one of their first round pick from a couple years ago. Last season was a pretty bad one for him. I didn't really see any improvement from but so far uh so good three goals three assists six points not really getting a lot of power play time but you know he has uh he has four even even strength points uh, out of those six so uh not, look for him to continue not bad one strange one strange thing that i do want to kind of point out is that uh so they're 15 goals for the 23rd in goals against due to Carter um due to Hutton playing really good fourth in power power plate percentage but their pk is 20th in the league which is which is Kind of you no, know, woo. Get you a little scared. They're also eighth in shots against with thirty-three point game, and they're twenty-eighth in faceoff percentage. So, I'm not saying penalty killing can be the killer, but that's also something that's a little bit uh, worrisome about them. And also their shots against. I and mean, we talk about how great their defense is, but they're still allowing a lot of shots. And, and if Carter Hart has any kinks in his shield, or Carter Hart, Carter Hunt has any uh, kinks in his shield at all. Like, yeah, mm, th- th- that could not be a good sign. That, that's why I kind of see a little bit of decline there. I, I just think for the most part, especially on the defense, it's a little bit too good to be true. I'm not sure if Rissalai will obviously keep that pace from the way he's played in the past. I don't think he will. But again, I want to see it continue because I love seeing Sabres do well. Okay, yeah, so there you go. There's your Sabres minute <laughs> uh, for the league. All right, let's go to go back to our who's out of the playoffs for the Metropolitan Division. You have the Rangers. Are they in or out? They're your second favorite team, first you... favorite team. I don't know where they're at at this point. <laughs> the Rangers are 110% out. They have, look, they honestly. Because of Capo Caco. No, not like not even lying. They have looked so bad, and it's. I didn't expect New York to make the playoffs. I didn't expect them to be this great team, but they have looked so. They've looked almost worse than last season when you add a guy like Panarin and Truba. It's not exactly great, and we've seen a lot of holes, uh, especially with David Quinn. I'm not sure what he's doing. He's made some really weird choices. Brendan Smith on the third line, Lias Anderson on the fourth line center, having Stroman now Howden as a second line center. Not even Capo Cac on the first line ever. Like he's not even a chance. Like, what's kind of weird is that he's doing uh like what Matt Nagy does for the Bears offense last season, having like having like a key mix play on like the offense. Like it's really it's really weird what he's doing over there, Ranger yeah, Town. It's it's so um, like it's it's baffling. Like he is not giving Capo Caco a chance. But to be fair, <laughs> New York just hasn't played great at all. If you look at the bottom, I was looking at some of the like the worst expected goals for percentage guys in the league. The bottom four players are all New York Rangers. I mean, Capo Caco was last. Brett Howden was there. Mark Stahl was there. And like Brennan Smith or somebody. It's not good. And I don't think the goaltending has been bad for them. I don't think even the defense has been bad. But that offense has just been so putrid besides Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad. And I, I just don't see a winning season out of that team. I mean, if they're going to tank, I guess it's a great t- great year to do it. The 2020 draft is fantastic. Oh, but. yeah, it does. Hey, we will get you on the show, Tony Ferrari. We'll get mm-hmm. you. He's been doing fantastic stuff uh, for this NHL 20 draft. Uh, I am actually take a lot of his – I look at all of his stuff because uh, I know nothing about drafts. <laughs> like, I am – I'm pretty – I'm probably like an average – I mean, I'm above average hockey fan, but I'm like – for like draft flies, like watching, not a good guy. If you want a good follow to go keep up to date with all this 
draft stuff, go follow at the Tony F E R R A R I. No free ads. He paid me. No, <laughs> just kidding. We'll have you on the show, Tony. So, but yeah, definitely a good year for the rain for the Rangers. Um, they'll get. They have some. Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Miller in there for the defense. He's like yeah, a Andrew linebacker. Miller. He's yeah. like a linebacker. So I hope he comes into the. <laughs> I, can, I can see him going to, going back to the team like April or something, but by the time that happens, I think they'll be out. Yeah. Okay. So we are both saying they're done. Okay. I agree with that. The Flyers. Are you sold or not sold? <laughs> the fuck. The thing is, I think there will be two wild card teams in the Atlantic. Due to that, I think the Philadelphia Flyers will be one of the best teams to still miss the playoffs. I think they're playing a lot better than the record shows right now. They're one of the best teams when it comes to war and expected goals and stuff like that. Yeah, they are. They're, they're so they're, good. Like If, if they're you look at their amazingly. stats compared to the Blackhawks stats, they're flipped. <laughs> they're completely flipped right now. And that they I mean they both have pretty much the same record. But yeah, though no, the Flyers have been really good. They're just not they're kind of, are they unlucky? Would you call them unlucky? I would say so. They've gotten some close games. I don't know. I think it's just been a combination of unluckiness and bad performances at the wrong time. But clutch I, scoring. Yeah. They've, they've been they've been getting scored against in clutch times and they haven't been able to battle back from that. I think they'll turn back around. I think um, they won't make the playoffs, but I think they'll be close. Okay, uh, we are going from the bottom up. So with a uh, with a two four and two record, the Devils. The New Jersey Devils. Um, yeah, the New, you, uh, Jer- the New Jersey Devils are not making the playoffs, but I think they'll be kind of in the same situation as Philly, where they kind of rebound a little bit. I don't think they'll be as good by the end of the year, but I think we could see still like an eighty five or ninety point season from them. They'll still be like more bottom of the barrel, and we'll get a good pick again. But I mean, you can't, you can't, they can't be worse than they started out. Let's be real here. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I think. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. I'm saying I don't know because I don't know if they're gonna get 85 points. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know if they're gonna get over 75 points. Yeah. Um. The yeah. Do you do you, if you're the Devils? We'll just talk about it right now. If you're the Devils, are you trading Taylor Hall? If you are bottom of the barrel, if you can't sign him at the trade deadline, there is no reason to not. There is are you no sending reason. him back to Edmonton? If you get a good package for him, you are doing that right now. If you get like uh, Kaylor Yamamoto, uh, Philip Broberg, or like a combination of anything on that prospect pool, I don't know. Again, Edmonton is one of those teams that doesn't really have like a superstar prospect. I don't think Philip Broberg will be that. So there might not be a fit there if New Jersey wants to go that route. But you also have maybe the return of Adam Larson. Adam Larson for Taylor Hall. Do it, please. Oof, they're gonna trade Taylor. They're gonna trade Adam Larson and Jesse Pugliarvi. Ooh. For Honestly, Taylor. though, if there's a Taylor Hall trade, I think Jesse Pugliarvi's going back. But that would yeah, be a good we, move. We could see that. All right, go to the Blue Jackets. Um, I mean, all right. You so far you said no to the Rangers, Flyers, Devils. Yeah. What's your thoughts on the Blue Jackets? I mean, the Blue Jackets have played better than I expected. The goaltending still isn't great, but they're not terrible. They'll miss the playoffs, yes, but I think they'll still have some pride in them. They'll they'll upset some teams down the line, but other than that, I see them missing. Yeah, I'm saying no to them. So for my list, if you're keeping track at home, is no for the Rangers, no for the Flyers, no for the Devils, no for the Blue Jackets. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to the Islanders. No. 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 Okay, why? Why don't you ever believe in the Islanders and the yeah. island? Now the Islanders, to be fair, have been really weird, but they they haven't had like the 
they haven't had like a bad schedule or anything. And they're just playing they're playing okay teams and they're winning some games, losing some games here. But I think the Islanders by the end of the year will be like kind of like Philly, one of the better teams to miss the playoffs, but I just don't see that offense really having the the strength to go down the year unless like you see some great performances by Matthew Barzal and that 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 top 6 continues to perform. I don't know. That like that I think I don't know if Thomas Grass will be able to hold up as long as he has either it's a it's a weird team to me it's a weird team but i just need to see a little more from them but right now i would still say no even though okay. they have won four straight games you just gotta keep in mind you do have to choose somebody to take the playoffs yeah in the metro by <laughs> right, the way uh, if you're keeping track i'm picking the top three teams that are in the metro right now <laughs> yeah so far he's no no uh, i'm gonna go with a yes for the islanders i have a team that i don't think is gonna make the playoffs up here but uh Whoa. i'm saying yes for the islanders and let's go to the hurricanes hurricanes are six two and oh they were top of the league but they've lost their last two yeah what are your thoughts on this the carolina hurricanes have been one of those teams that i think has gone lucky but also unlucky at the same time uh, specifically a guy like sebastian aho who i think has been one of the weirdest players this season a guy who i thought was like a top 10 center in the league at least when it comes to offense he was so good last season and i think he's had he has good underlying numbers this season but he's just not been not able to get on the board and you don't really notice him too much at carolina either it's been more other so guys and i don't know it just hasn't worked so far I, I got a question. I got a question really quick. Mm. I'll interrupt you. So you're saying underlying numbers. Many of the people at home don't understand what underlying numbers mean. Like what do you what do you mean by that? Like PDO, expected goals. Those two so would be the ones. They're all the advanced analytics that are yeah. like if he's shooting the puck, does it actually make a difference when he steps onto the ice? Is he effective versus when he's not on the ice kind of mm-hmm. thing? So if you're wondering what underlying numbers are, that's what that means. Continue. I think the Carolina Hurricanes are making it, though. They'll be in the playoffs. Also, Riley Nash just scored. So uh, that's 1-0 Columbus, by the way. Really? Already <laughs> Toronto? My gosh. First minute of the game again. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, all right. I think the Hurricanes are in it to win it. So mm-hmm. I, they're actually my uh, – they're going to be my cup my cup pick. Ooh, my cup. Yeah, I hope right so. Now. I hope so. Right now, cup pick. And if they do, I have a friend who lives in Carolina, and guess where I'm going? I'm going to go chill out and rally. He's, his, uh, my friend, shout out to Isaiah, he's, uh, his brother, or his uh, uncle, actually works for the team. As a, he's the ice guy. So uh, shout out to him. Uh, all right, let's go out, let's go out to Pittsburgh. Um, what do you think? You go first. Unfortunately, they are, once again, very good. <laughs> it sucks, but Pittsburgh will make the playoffs again. I don't know if they'll be third or second in Metro, but they're playing like a good team. I, I mean, they lost versus Vegas. That was a rough performance. But for the most part, I mean, I've actually been decently impressed with guys like Tanev. The defense has been horrendous, and I haven't really noticed Jack Johnson being as uh, Jack Johnson this season. The goaltending has been solid, and I think the offense, you see Sidney Crosby kind of just like rejuvenated, and it's, it's good to see, but... I don't. You I don't want to see Pittsburgh. points last season, right? Yeah, I mean, somewhat. Like the thing is, he seems like a new player, but also he was fantastic last season. But he seems even better. I don't know. It, it's just Pittsburgh. They're. I, I hate it. Why do they have to make the playoffs every single year? I thought this was year they're year to miss. I guess the only upside is that they don't get the first overall pick in twenty twenty, which would be pretty scary. But I think they will like it. Okay, here's my take on here. I thought that Sidney Crosby might get the Art Ross Trophy or whatever trophy is Ted Lindsay, um, chosen by his own uh, by the peers of the NHL, mm-hmm. only because I figured that 
if they were going to make the playoffs, Sidney Crosby needed to be the best he's ever played. And so far, that has been correct. Now, in saying that, I also don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Ooh. Um, I also think that they are fake. <laughs> I don't. I. I, uh, I don't think the. I, you have too many guys injured. I know that they've been skating. I know that when Malkin comes back, he's going to be an angry man, and this is going to shove it right up my butt. But <laughs> I don't think the Penguins going to make it. Um, I am actually choosing the Islanders to make it over. Ooh. Over the Penguins because I think there's going to be five in the Atlantic and three in the Metro. Please. Um, oh my gosh. So uh, we'll see. I don't think Matt Murray's can last the whole season too. So uh, that's that's my take on it. I know it's it's not the best, most educated take, but it's hard to bet against Sidney Crosby. And I think he's gonna try his his darnest to make them make it into the playoffs. But you can't. I don't know if he can. If he can, he's Superman and he wins all the awards. So yeah, I think um, I think it's, if the Penguins make it and they're like a really good team, I think he's definitely up there for the Hart Trophy. There you go. Okay, so let's go to the last but not least, both first but not worst, is the Washington Capitals, 6-2-2. Two, two. They are on a three-game winning streak. The Washington Capitals are good. I couldn't believe this. I can't. I can't right now. It's no way. No way Why? it's happening. I'm kidding, by the way, because, oh, yes, yeah. they will make it. Yeah, I don't know if there's much to say about the Capitals. I watched, I was, you know, I write for for Blackhawk Up on uh, fan-sided for the Blackhawks, and um, it kind of seemed like every time the Hawks did something, the Capitals were like, eh, it's not that big deal, and scores a goal. Uh, they just, they're really persistent, and it shows in all their play. TJ Oshie being healthy is a big addition for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicholas Backstrom has been really good. Having Kuznetsov back as as a top player for them has really helped them. Um, Braden Holpe, for all the hate that he's gotten, he's he hasn't played that bad. But then also Samsonov has stepped it up as well. He's been great. I've loved like it. He's, he's been really good. So this is also the last year of the contract for Braden Holpe, by the way, too. So And everybody kind of questioned why they would allow Samsonov in there when they waived Copley or Copley. Um, Samsonov has answered all those questions with, I think he's on a three-game win streak. And he's played really well. So uh, you may be looking at the goal of the future for the for the Capitals right now. So I there's not really a lot of faults there. John Carlson's leading the league in in points. Somehow it's crazy. <laughs> like uh, there's the, everything seems to be going right for them. And I I'm pretty sure Ovechkin's up in the top five for points as well. So like there's it's hard to tell. It's hard to go against. You know what the Capitals are doing, but they're they're really good. Six two and two. What can you say? I I think they might win the cat. I might, I think they might win the President's Trophy this year. The President's Trophy. If that happens, know, man. Oh my gosh, I would love I that. I'm not, I know I wouldn't be. That's not like a big like oh because they won it so many times before. Yeah. It's just I don't, I don't know something. All right, let's go over to the Western Conference really quick. Into went the West. That. All right, let's go to the Central Division. We'll start from the bottom to the top. The Wild are two six and zero. Oh. What do you think? Yes or no? They're winning the Stanley Cup. Jason Zucker got that message across the locker room. Let's go. Obviously, they are making it. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's a yes for you. Uh, let's go to the Dallas Stars, your favorite team. Talk about the Dallas Stars for me. The Dallas Stars are not making the playoffs. The team is... Now, the thing is, they had a good performance versus Philly, but they put themselves in such a hole. They played. I think they're tied for the most games played in the league, too. 
I think it's going to be super, super hard to get out of this hole. And the reason is, is with Dallas specifically, you've seen some better performances lately. I think Jamie Benn has been better. But overall, the team just still, even with that win versus Philly, is not where it needs to be. Like, the offense is still not that great, even though they scored four goals versus Philly. And I think the defense could use a lot of work. John Klingberg has not been good enough. After I predicted him to be a Norris finalist, he's just been bad. And Mir Heiskanen is actually is second in NHL ice time right now. He's getting a lot of the workload. And I think he's been one of their best players 100%, and he should get that workload. But I'm not sure how long that's going to last if you ride a guy like that out. And I think with Dallas specifically, the power play has been awful. The penalty kill has just been okay. I think it's a team that, yes, might go on a hot streak and might get close to the playoffs. But I, I just can't really look at this team and say, oh, they're going to make the playoffs, especially in the Central Division, where there's so many other teams that have already gotten to better starts than them, not name Minnesota and the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. That's a, it's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's hard. So when you dig yourself that big of a hole start season, yeah, it's hard to dig yourself out of it. It's, you dig, like they say, you... You built your bed, now sleep in it. So uh, the Blackhawks, are they in or are they up? No, they are not. Nico, I know you're very what? pessimistic against them, that they wait, are wait, wait, not wait, wait, in wait. the playoffs. No. Oh, okay. I thought, I'm not pessimistic. I'm optimistic for them. I'm, I'm pessimistic about how they make it in there. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Uh, but I, I, you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know. You know, I want, I want them to make it. Of course you do. Well, it's not news. I want, I want the Hawks to make it. I think you know Kirby Doc just played. That's a good thing. That that's that is definitely an improvement. K- Kirby Doc is a, that's a third overall pick now joining their lineup. So didn't <laughs> play like it against Washington. Uh, you know he played good. I think he uh, watching him in depth. Um, I think it was just okay. Pretty, he had some good shifts here and there. For from what, what it's I saw. worth, he played a really conservative game. This is first game in the NHL. Yeah. After being after having a concussion and only playing two games in Rockford, and this is his first game action since like September. So, uh, yeah. I don't think he played that. He didn't really play all that well offensively. He had a couple chances here and there. He was. I think he was really stout defensively, but he only did play like 14 minutes. So. Take what yeah. you want out of that, uh, but I think it's a big addition. I don't know. It's it's hard to tell because everybody else in this division, this division is so close. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody, like the Jets could go on a four game losing, like a, they could lose two games and be at fifth in this division. <laughs> so it's the so Blues weird. could lose one game and the Hawks could pass them. Like the only uh, the yeah. only team that's like guaranteed in this division so far has been the Avalanche. We'll get we'll get into them and their yeah, insane so, start. Holy so, crap! So you know, can I say maybe? Is that a maybe? Can yeah, I say maybe? You can say yeah. Per, I don't possible. think they're done. I don't think they're not making the playoffs. I think it's a maybe right now. So maybe I'll accept that. Okay, uh, St. Louis Blues three two and three. <laughs> they are making the playoffs. And okay. I think it. I think that's that's a team that. I don't think we'll win the division. I think some people expected that, but there's some growing pains there after the Stanley Cup, obviously, with Justin Falk going onto that lineup. I think Jordan Bennington has been interesting. He was like the best goalie for like the first two games and kind of like flopped the past few. They're they've been um, they've been kind of a weird team. They still have a winning record, three two and three, but they've lost some close games. I I think they'll continue winning though. I don't think they're gonna miss the playoffs, but I don't think they're gonna be as good as the Colorado Avalanche, obviously. 
Yeah, and we're all we're only comparing to Colorado because they're first in the division. And yeah, they're really good. Uh, yeah, I I don't. Uh, this is so hard to tell, but I don't think they're gonna make it. Ooh, uh, I'm only saying that, and I'm only saying maybe to the Hawks because I think that their start to their schedule is not the best for them. For yeah. them playing, they played in Prague, and then they had a whole week off. And then they then they had the one game against the, the Sharks at home, and then they had another four days off. <laughs> like they've only played, they, I mean, they've played uh, six games. But the, then, if you look at their schedule for the next, uh, going back to the Hawks, but if you look at their schedule for the next little bit, they play, I believe they play six games in the next uh, ten days, which is a lot. Of what? Games. <laughs> yeah, their schedule has not is not good. <laughs> After only playing, you know, what I'm saying they've played six games in the last. Uh, since it's three weeks, they played six games in the last three weeks, and they are playing six games in the next ten days. For reference, the Chicago Blackhawks have played the least amount of games in the West. The closest Arizona. They are the only teams that have played seven games, and like the rest is eight. So Chicago play like nothing, and then plays like seventeen games. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like it's it's been a weird schedule for them. So for the for the Blues, uh, I don't know. I just don't. I don't. You're you not can't convinced. play. You can't play Jake Allen. <laughs> like you absolutely cannot play Jake Allen, so that means Jordan Binnington, who I still consider this his rookie season. I know it's not, but I still consider this his first NHL full NHL season. It, that's hard. That's hard to do. Even if you are a really good goaltender, that's hard. You're gonna need to play sixty five plus games. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's hard to do. I'm not. Uh, again, I'm not. I never played goalie. I don't know, but it looks hard. <laughs> like, like, imagine playing that for 65 games against dudes who are going to throw you to the ice, throw ice in your face, and probably step on you a couple times. Like, that's hard to do. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I just, I see them kind of fizzling out. Plus, they just won the cup, and that's that's hard to go back-to-back as well. And that's the, look at... Look at the New Jersey Devils who made the who made it to the final in 2012. They didn't even make the playoffs the next season because half their team was just so tired from that whole playoff <laughs> run. And like you know, like I'm not I'm not saying yeah. those two teams are the same, but that just kind of happens. And I'm not 100% sold on them. So uh, let's go on to the Predators, the Preds, uh, <laughs> being led by Ryan Ellis. Who would have thought? Man, it's uh, been weird. Four, three, and one. Matt Duchesne has been. I still. I'm probably gonna. This is my Matt Duchesne minute. Uh, Matt Duchesne has been amazing. I love Matt. I love him. He's doing great. You keep doing good, baby. We'll see you soon. So, uh, Predators. <laughs> I th- I think they're in. I definitely think they're in. Yeah, the way I think they've played better than their record shows. Four, three, and one. That's not amazing. That's not bad though. I think they've had some rough performances, but also some really good ones. And obviously, Matt Duchesne has been out of this world for Nashville. Which I love. He's like such a good pit, uh, good fit in Nashville. Loves country music, loves the whole culture, and I think it's good great. Guy. Yeah, good guy. Definitely. I really, I, I've I've seen a lot of his work. I mean, all of these hockey players, a lot majority of these hockey players, are really good people. And yeah. I will always, I always say, if you're a good guy, good things come to you. So uh, Matt Shane getting everything he wanted there. I think they're in the playoffs. Let's go to the Jets. Jets are five and five. They're actually second in the division, but they've also played. Uh, the the most amount of games along with the stars, who have also played ten games, so they're five and five. Um, the Jets are really weird. Like, are they ju- uh, are they are they just second because they played so many games? Yeah, I think so. Um, almost by <laughs> like, automation. Like, uh, I, yeah, I'm not sold on them, man. Their defense is still 
you're being led by by Neil Pionk. So <laughs> uh, I just love saying his name, Pionk. Um, yeah, I, I I'm not sold on them. The thing is, like, I, I, I could say that Winnipeg could make the playoffs, but, like, with the way the Central Division, it's going to be so close, but also, like, I could definitely see, like, you see in the Pacific, you have Calgary and Vancouver in the two wildcard spots, but then you also have, like, Arizona and San Jose right there that could come up. I think it's going to be, it might possibly be a year where we see two Pacific teams in the wildcard, which never happens. It's like, I don't know if it's, like, happened in the past decade, but I don't know. i just not convinced by the Jets. And you know what? I'm going to say they missed the playoffs. You know, I think this is going to be a year we're going to see four teams out of each division, though. So, yeah. like, I, I think that's what's going to come down to with, with uh, the wild card spots, though. So, uh, yeah, I'm not... Uh, it's hard, man. It's hard to say. Because, again, the central division is so close. I think they're going to be a close but no cigar kind of team. Mm. Um, so, I mean, uh, that's a no for me, Doc. And, obviously, we're both 100% yes for the Avalanche. They've been amazing yeah. with uh, with Nathan McKinnon, Miko Ranton, and Who would you Landis pick as Duck. number three in the central, though? Because you don't have St. Louis and you have Chicago yeah, as a baby. Let's yeah. Let's go. Let's see. Let's just choose four then. For the if I'm gonna choose it right now, this is week four predictions. This may change next week. <laughs> Depends since the Hawks play ten games in the next two days. So uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, I'm choosing four teams. Um, if I had to choose, I would choose oh, the Jets, right. Blackhawks, Preds, and Avalanche. Mm-hmm. So I would I would pick the Avalanche, um, Nashville, and then probably St. Louis in the Central. Okay, so you're gonna choose five over there. Okay. Um, all right. Let's go over to the Pacific Division. Go from the bottom to the top. The Kings are three and five. The thing is, I think the Pacific will have two wild cards right now, but I feel I still think I I still no. think that this LA team is going to finish no. last in the Pacific okay, Division. Good. Okay. Okay. I thought you. Were, I thought. I thought <laughs> no. That was no. Going I was not. Else. I was you not. Had, you had me in the first. I am the biggest. <laughs> jo- yeah. I thought it had us in the first half. Not gonna lie. I'm the biggest Jonathan Quick fan out there. I I will be on his gravestone. But dude, he is so bad. Like, holy crap, he's so bad. That that was what I was gonna ask you earlier. So we all talked about how oh man, Drew Dowdy's so bad. Oh man, everybody all all that defense on the on the the Kings is just killing uh Jonathan Quick. (sighs) After seeing him this season, are we all like, you know, Maybe it was Jonathan Quick last season. I, I think he's playing about the same he was last season, but he was one of the worst, if not the worst, starter last season. He was so bad. And I think he's just continuing it this, this season, just continuing to suck. And LA, to be fair, I don't think they, with comes to position players, I don't think it played all that bad. The offense is actually pretty decent. And Ante Kopitar hasn't been bad, has been actually pretty decent too. Good too. I don't think that defense is gonna break any break any teams, but you got you got a decent defense there. But yeah, just Jonathan Quick has been so so horrendous. Thoughts on Jack Campbell? Jack Campbell, but okay. Like he he had a great year. He had like a nine thirty save percentage last year, or something crazy. Um, but I I think he'll be like by the end of it around like a nine fifteen. Better than Jonathan Quick though. So league average. Yeah. Which is pretty pretty good for all things considered. Where he's on the LA Kings. That's yeah, for how far he's come from in his career too. If you don't know who Jack Campbell was, I mean, you're a stars guy. You know, tell tell me about Jack Campbell real quick. You know more than I know. Well, on the Dallas Stars, they I would say, I think it's more the Dallas Stars' fault than Jack Campbell's thought fault that he ended up being bad here. But there was just no really development. And then once he went to L.A., they just 
fixed him up. They just made him into the goal he is now. And he had some like fundamental flaws that I think were fixed in LA too. To be fair, he was like a little bit before my time when I was like really into prospects. Ah, but yeah. So let me tell you, let me tell you about old Jack Campbell. Uh, he was the starting goaltender for Team Canada when for the juniors when they won gold. And let me tell you what, he was considered the next one, the next great goalie, the next great thing. Everybody, this was a consensus. It's like from the time he was drafted by the Stars, first round pick, I believe. Uh, yeah. By the time for, from the time he was drafted until he was around twenty four, there was still the hope that he was just gonna, <laughs> that it was still gonna happen. And now I think he's twenty seven now. So I mean that was three years ago, but like he's for an entire for a half decade plus when he struggled, everybody still kind of thought he was still gonna be the thing. Like, and that's a lot of pressure to put on a guy. So I'm glad. And he he was, like, he went to the ECHL. He was yeah. the backup for the AHL. Like, he was not going anywhere. And the fact that he's now might become the starter for the Kings, congrats, man. I'm glad he's back in the league. I'm glad he's, fig- he's figured it out. Good for him. Um, so in saying that, they're not making the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Kings are a no. Uh, Sharks, three and five. They are making the playoffs. Calling it right now. Calling it right now. They are making the playoffs. That's This is the team that I think when you look at like the most unlucky teams in the league, San Jose has to be one of, if not the most. I've watched a lot of their games, and they haven't played like a, like an amazing Pacific Division winner team, but they're playing like they probably should have. I, I think there's just some bad luck with guys like Timo Meyer and uh, Tomas Hurdle that I think will be corrected throughout the season. I don't think the goaltending will be too great, and the defense has looked pretty rough defensively, but I think that forward core will go back a lot more. Adding Patrick Marlowe seemed to work a lot for their offense, and I I think they just have to crank some of the the wrinkles out. I think this is just a team that it'll take a while for them to get into that playoff spot, and I think they will be around like the non non playoff team, but also in that wild card spot. They'll be a team that I I predict them to win the Pacific Division. They're not going to do that, but I think they will still make the playoffs, even if it is just barely. Right on. I am going to go with a yes for the Sharks as well. Yeah, baby. Um, let's go on to the Coyotes. The Coyotes are four two and one. The Coyotes, right now, they are one of the most unlucky teams, just like the San Jose Sharks, but they're playing very good hockey. The thing is, I think Arizona will be the second wildcard team, and they will make the playoffs. I think it'll be right to the very end, but I think they will make it. Yeah, I was a big fan of them. I mean, they've won their last three games. Nick Schmaltz has been really playing really well for them. Phil Kessel's um, been a lot better. Phil Kessel, I think he was still good even when he wasn't scoring. Yeah. A lot of shots, a lot of offensive chances. Uh, I do look at the play of Clayton Keller with some uh, discomfort. Not, yeah. I don't, I don't, he doesn't, I don't know, he just had like, it kind of, it's kind of like drinking a pop that's been open for a while. <laughs> like, I don't know, <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like with, with what he's, he like, he's doing the right things here and there, but there's no like pizzazz to his game. Yeah. Now, again, I'm saying if you're if you're a hardcore Coyotes fan, I could be completely wrong. I'm just watching a lot of their highlights, and I haven't really watched a ton of their games. Maybe watched two games to start the season when they were losing. So, uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's still a tough loss losing losing Jalmerson uh, for the for the mm-hmm. next four months. Um, I mean. Uh, you know, there's just not. I don't. I don't want to say no. I don't want to say yes. That it's. 
it's it's a hard it's a hard maybe, but and I think they I think they're gonna be one of the four. So I'm gonna go with the yes. I think they're in. Mm. All um, right. Okay, Canucks five and three. The Canucks will be one of the better teams in the playoffs, and I think they played they played amazing since Bo Horvat became captain. It's been like an automatic switch for them, but I think there's got to be a little bit of collapse coming for them. I don't. I think Markstrom has been good, but I don't know if he's going to be as good throughout the season. And that defense has been really interesting. Quinn Hughes has been off the charts, both in analytics and the eye test. But I'm not sure if that'll hold up either. You also got a forward situation that's really interesting, where you have JT Miller, who's maybe their best forward right now it's been really weird and you have Elias Pedersen who's kind of been like amazing but also really bad at the same time I think that's a team that kind of gets some of the weirdness off of them but also at the same time I don't think that they're going to make the playoffs it might be close I think they might be close to that second wild card spot but I think Arizona will take it from them you know, I uh, I actually think the Canucks are gonna make it. I actually do. I'm not, mm. I'm, I'm on that bandwagon. I I like how they play. I think they actually have three solid scoring lines. I think that they have a defense that is being led by Alex Edler and um, Quinn Hughes, and I'm, they're playing a lot together. But they're also they also have I don't know. They just seem like it, it's. They're banking on themselves here. They traded for JT Miller. They have that first round pick who that could have ended up being a, a solid top 10 pick, but the Canucks aren't allowing that. They have scored 17 goals. They've only allowed eight, and they've played eight games. So, like, it's – you know what I'm saying? Like, I think mm-hmm. if you have if you have a team that seems to have, you no know, four score, like three scoring lines going for them, it's uh, – I, I don't see why not. I more ask why not. And if you look at the why not, you look at the Calgary Flames, who are next on the list, five, four, and one. The Calgary Flames have they they played a little bit better recently, uh, gained that one win versus the Anaheim Ducks, but they're about playing how I expected them to play. They're playing like a team that is just gonna make the miss the playoffs, and they're gonna be content with it. And I think it goes down the whole roster. I think the goal today, for the most part, hasn't been amazing. Riddish has been decent, but he hasn't been great. I think the defense taking a little bit of a step back, I feel. And some of the offense, like, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't really noticed Gaudreau at all. I haven't really noticed Monahan too much. There's some decent depth scoring on that, which I think is saving them so far. But they don't really look to me like an inspired playoff team that's going to come back and do it once again. I just don't really see that from them. So I'm going to say no. Yeah, that's a no for me, dog. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not sold on on them either. So uh, I'm going with a no for the for the Flames. Um, so far, if you're counting, that's a no for the for the Kings. At least for me, it's a no for the Kings. Yes for the Sharks. And you know I'm gonna go with a no for the Coyotes, but I'm gonna go for a yes for the Canucks. All right. Yes. For me, no L.A., yes San Jose, yes Arizona, no Vancouver, and no Calgary. And we go on to Vegas, who sits at the third spot. Yes. I think I think they're about – again, they're, they're, they've been a really inconsistent team Come so on. far. Do you really think that they're not going to make the playoffs? No. Come on. I, I'm saying they will make the playoffs. They've yeah. just been a little bit weird. Like they're kind of showing me a little bit of like some of the some – the, some of the areas where they were last year, like right before they didn't have Mark Stone, where it was just like a little bit of a weird team. With Mark Stone there, I think they're a more complete team, but it's, it kind of has the same feel to me. I, I still think Mark Stone has been fantastic and will be, but I, I think they will be in a positional spot in the division. But I don't think they'll be a division winner. Yeah, I'm with I'm with the Golden Knights on this. I don't think they'll be a division winner, but I also think they're going to make it. So. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, well, yeah, 
strong guy. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, the Anaheim Ducks six three zero. Nope. They are making the playoffs, and here is why. So you're here's jumping why. on. So you, at the start of the season, I said that they weren't. I said that they were going to make the playoffs, and you're like, hey, no, they're not. And now here we are, week yeah. four. <laughs> You've changed your mind. Tell here, me why. I think they'll be like. I think they'll be either a third spot or like a wild card team. But the thing is with Anaheim, I, I think they'll just be around where San Jose and Arizona will be. But I think they'll be just good enough to make the playoffs. And they're a team that's been really fascinating to watch because they have, don't have this like amazing offense. They don't really have the greatest defense, but at the same time, they're kind of playing like they do have it all together. I think John Gibson is still the best goal in the league. He's been playing like it again so far this season. And the defense is actually, like, again, on paper, they're a good defense, but they didn't play great defensively last year. But they've been playing a lot better from what I've noticed. Cam Fowler has kind of gotten back to form, which is interesting. You look at Hampus Lindholm, who's as good as ever, and you got some solid other guys on that defense, like Josh Manson, who's been great so far. And again, the offense hasn't been amazing, but you've got some great performances by guys like Sam Steele, Ricard Raquel, Andre Kasha. I think that's a team that kind of comes all together. They might not win a Stanley Cup, but I think they will make the playoffs. Yeah, this was hard. If I didn't choose four in the Central, I probably would have chose the Ducks to be in this position, but mm-hmm. uh, I did, so yeah, uh, it made my bed. I'm laying with it like the Stars. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a no. This, this, is hard. this is hard for me because I do like the Ducks. I predicted that they would make the playoffs, so take what you want from that. I'm saying no in week four. Ooh. We're going to do this every week, but we're going to do a no for week four. <laughs> and I'm only saying a no for week four purely on the fact that I think that uh, I think their fir- I think their first two lines are awful. Like, yeah. Like awful. I don't. I think if your best player has been Silverberg the last four games, like uh, you're kind of in trouble. I I like the way Getzloff has played. Yes, I think he plays hard. I think he's doing the right things. Um, I'm just not sold that you need that you have Ryan Getzloff leading the way offensively, and I and you do need to score goals in this league. Um, surprise, which they, surprise. Which they have. I mean, they have a goal differential of seven, but how much of that is masked up by John Gibson being an amazing goaltender? Yeah, uh, the I thing think is, they'll, de- have, they'll have to have some great performances by Miller, their backup. And if they if he doesn't really play all that well, I, I fear for John Gibson kind of being overplayed, unfortunately. Well, he only got overplayed last season because Ryan Miller was injured. And Ryan Miller has been really mm-hmm. good for the Ducks. He's been really good, I think, the last five years, and just nobody talks about him anymore. Yeah. Uh, I... I think they're fine with goaltending positioning. I think they need to keep up the consistent play of Cam Fowler, who has provided offense from the back end, which they haven't had uh, in a long time. So if Cam Fowler can maybe put up 45 points this season, that's the, they, they're making the playoffs. Uh, again, I've made my bed by saying there's four teams in the Central, and I'm going with the team I think is the weakest on this top list right now, and that's the Ducks. So they're no for me. Um, All right, which, which leads to the Edmonton Oilers, who are seven one one. Oh my gosh! It is time. We are here. It is the uprising of James Neal, and we're just living in his world. We are just living in James Neal's world, and it is amazing. And I'm here for it. I really am here for it. Just like the Sabers, man. I I so badly like as hockey fans, we deserve to see the best player in the world, Connor McDavid, in the playoffs, and also the second best player in the world, James Neal, in the playoffs. So I think that's a team that has to make like 
that's a team that ha- they just play different. They play inspired. They're they're playing like they know they can win, which they have not had since 2016. It's been a team that's banded together. They're not depressed like they were, and they're just playing like a team. Unfortunately, their last game they were lost one to zero in a shootout versus Winnipeg, which was rough. But I still think they're playing good. The defense has been really really solid. He has some great performances by guys like Clef Bomb and the goaltending hasn't been bad. Koskin has been relatively solid, and Mike Smith has been good for them. I think that's a team that might not win a division, but if they make the playoffs, man, I'd be so happy for them, and I say they will right now. So here's what I do think they're going to make playoffs. Here's my thing with them. Um, again, same thing with the Sabres. If you have a competent top four, I think you're going to succeed. I also think if you have a competent goaltending duo, you are going to make the playoffs. Uh, as a team right now, they have a save percentage of 929, so that's that's really good. Um, it, it it's just you, you have defense and goaltending now, and uh-huh. that, that's just what that's just what makes a difference. Ethan Bear is providing what they didn't have since 2016 when you had Andre Sakara and, and Chris Russell playing at a top a top four caliber. And since then, you know, obviously we know all the stories with Sakara getting those horrible injuries, and mm-hmm. plus even the play of Clefbaum being being uh, dragged down by some nagging injuries as well. So you have a healthy Clefbaum, you have Ethan Bear who stepped into that top role to play with him, really good player. Darnell Nurse, who would have thunk it, he's come out and he's been a really top solid top four defender for him. And then once uh, once the Adam Larson comes back. That pushes uh, that pushes Chris Russell back down, but that's, that's always a bonus. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I think that you have a good. I think you have a solid solid defense there. I mean, offensively, you have the best player in the world with Connor McDavid, and even if he hasn't scored the last two games, they've still won. <laughs> like that's what that was kind of the plan from the beginning, right? To have Connor McDavid, but then also. But then also not have uh, have scoring for the other team. Um, Leon Dreisaitl, pretty good. James Neal, nine goals, all scoring on the power play. He's okay. Yeah, he's all right. I mean, even Zach Cassian's been pretty good too. <laughs> so, <laughs> three goals, three assists. Uh, again, I I think they're I've, I've I've watched them my entire life. I think that they've they've been one of my teams that I've always kind of liked here and there. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I do have a collection of Jordan Eberle, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And Taylor Hall jersey <laughs> in my closet. So uh, you take what you want from that. Am I a homer of them? No. But do I like them? Do I think they're going to make a playoffs? So James Neal has also become uh, the nickname Baby Daddy. So uh, you're welcome. Ooh. You're welcome for that. Uh, so, yeah, I think they're going to make it. So for all in all for the Western Conference, my teams are going to be to make the playoffs are the Sharks, the, the Canucks, the Golden Knights, and the Oilers. In the Pacific, I have Edmonton, Anaheim, Vegas, um, San Jose, and Arizona. And then for the Central, I have the Blackhawks, Preds, Jets, and Avalanche. In the Central, I'm going to say Colorado wins the division, then Nashville and St. Louis. All right, let's go over to just go over it for this week. Uh, for the Eastern, really quick, for the Metro, I do have the Islanders, the Hurricanes, and the Caps for the Metro. I'm thinking, I'm going to say the Toronto Maple Leafs win a division somehow, some way. Boston gets second. Um, Tampa gets third in the Atlantic, while the two wild cards are Montreal and Florida. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the same thing. I mean, I know I have three of the Metro, so I mean, for the five in the Atlantic, um, I think the first, I don't really have a who's going to be first. I think it might end up being the Bruins. I think the Bruins might win this division this year. Yeah, they would be my second choice. So I'm going to go with the Bruins first, Maple Leaf second, Sabres third. Uh, lightning fourth Ooh. with the with the Canadians and whoever else fighting <laughs> for the fifth position. So there you go. There's our playoff predictions for week four, um, which also gets us through the entire league. Um, either way, uh, again, it's week four. We will go yeah. through what happens next. Uh, point leaders wise, I mean, it's just. Go look it up. Um, what do you, what do you, what do you think about this Nico Heischer contract before we leave today? Now this will be one of our last topics, and I'm just gonna say I think it's a really solid contract. If you're gonna take a bet on anybody, you take a guy who's a first overall pick, he's 20 years old, third year of his career, and he hasn't really gotten off to the greatest start due to kind of weird ice time and also being injured. Nico Heischer has not been a seven million dollar player up to this point yet. But I still think he has amazing potential to be a great two-way guy with great defensive ability and potentially a 70-80 point guy if they keep a guy like Taylor Hall there. And that's a situation where I think New Jersey just wants to lock up that one and two. Having Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer, I think they want to have that for the future. And if Nico Heischer keeps progressing like he has, I think that contract will be definitely a pretty good one in the next few years. And then you have a guy like Nico Heischer, hopefully at that point, like a 70 or 80 point guy as your second line center for $7 million, while you have Jack Hughes locked up forever, hopefully too. See, my only problem with this is that how many guys actually turn into 70, 80 point players? Like, not a lot. There's not a lot of guys that actually turn into that. You have hope and prayers that they do, but, like, not a lot of guys. I will remind everybody that Rick Nash signed a $7.8 million contract only having four 60 point seasons. <laughs> like, this guy, I know, his, I know he's had 153 in a 40-something point season, right? Um, but how much are you really going to pay a guy to be a, like, he's going to be a top, let's just say that at best he gets you 70 points, maybe 65 at the most. Is that worth 7.25? If he's one I, of the best two-way forwards, though, yes. Yes, I guess. But, like, I don't know. If he only gets you, say, bottom bottom dwelling, gets you, he ends up like a Ryan Nugent Hopkins where he gets you around, you know, 45 to 55 points at most. Like, 7.5 is kind of a... It's kind of a bargain at that point. Yeah. Um, I just don't know. I never really saw the upside of him. I thought that two thousand. What year was that? Twenty sixteen draft. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seven. I th- I thought that draft was kind of like the first two picks and kind of weak. And so far, I've been right. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. I don't, I I think seven years is a long time for this guy. I I just don't think he has proved to get that much money. And I think the best case scenario for me would have been he would have been the best guy to sign to a three-year deal. Like out of all the out of mm. all the deals that were signed this last year with the RFAs, I think he would have been the best one to sign a three-year deal purely on the fact that if he's in three years, if his defensive game keeps going how it is, because he's a really good two-way forward. I think he is 100%. Uh, but the offensive game doesn't necessarily come, then you sign him to you know to that seven year deal, but you knock it down to maybe five point five. Like I I don't know I just don't I know it's two million may seem like butts and butts and nuts at this point, but like butts and nuts. But like you know what I'm saying like it just yeah. seems like seven years is kind of like a 
Why? Why Why did you just buckle on seven years? I know you wanted to avoid the RFA thing that everybody has been doing. It just feels like that's what this was and that you could have waited. And I think this is the exact contract that in, in say, in five years, you're like, man, I, I, I wish that we could have not signed this guy. I mean, great, he's defensively, but, you know, ooh, this is we're paying a guy $7.25 million to just play a good defensive game. Like, the Ryan Nugent Hopkins deal was a was really bad for a long time. <laughs> like, no nobody wanted to talk about it. They're, I think they're their exact same player. Like, Nugent Hopkins was a great two-way, was, has become a great two-way guy. He was a decent two-way guy to start his contract, but he signed a big contract to begin with. And for a long time, they had no cap space because they couldn't move Nugent Hopkins because he was injured a lot. And that's also that's also a thing with, with, with T-shirt, too, man. <laughs> like, you don't know about... You, you, you're taking a gamble. It's a big gamble on a yeah. guy. I mean, I would, I'm not going to say sit here and say it's not a gamble because it totally is. But I think if I had to bet on if the gamble will pay off or not, I would bet on it going and paying off. But obviously, I, too I'm early just, to say. I'm just hesitant on it because I've seen this. I, yeah. I've, I've watched this dance before, and I think that... If if you're the if you're the devils, you're signing this guy because a, uh, who else is who else is there, <laughs> um, like and that's the only reason why this this deal gets signed so quickly. But also that's also a warning sign because how often has uh, it's Shiro right? Shiro's the GM. Yeah. Like he kind he kind of ruined Carolina with horrible deals. Like he was there too, so it's like. Uh, or not, he ruined um, Pittsburgh with really bad deals at some point. Like yeah. I'm thinking of Rougher Third, who who switched out with him. But uh, he, you know, what I'm saying like there's just there's just different. I don't know. I I don't want to be a hater, and I feel like I'm being a hater. I'm glad that he got his money. I'm glad that he signed a good contract, and he's gonna help his family for years. <laughs> but. <laughs> But for the Devils right now, I think he could have signed to a three-year contract, and he could have waited. Um, another contract that also got signed, who uh, I didn't think he was going to play this year, but Brian Boyle signed a one-year deal with the Florida Panthers. I'm, I'm honestly a fan of this. I mean, Boyle isn't bad, and on a team like Florida, you could always use some more depth. And at the center position, he's a decent fourth-line center. He's not going to put the Panthers over the top. Now they're a Stanley Cup contender or anything, but or not, not now, a Stanley Cup. Yeah, right, now, now they're, that, they're winning now the Cup we, now. Now that we've gotten Brian Boyle, it's time to run, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what's happening right now. I think yeah. it's an okay contract. I think he gets traded by the trade deadline. <laughs> to, to be honest, I don't know. I don't know. I just I, Maybe he got a new movement clause in his contract. Yeah, is, yeah. Is that At a the thing? very least with that, that's like an extra third-round pick. You never know what happens. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a fine deal. He's only going to play fourth-line minutes, and this might be his last year in the league. Yeah. So if you are a big Brian Boyle guy, um, watch as many Florida Panthers games as you can. <laughs> Tune into Florida. Um, otherwise, you want to go over the top the stats leaders this year? Really quick? Uh, 
we already touched on a lot of like Carlson and stuff, so I think we should be good. All right, we're all good then. Then uh, is there anything else? Oh, I have one more thing. This is our we also we always do a question, random question at the end. Mm-hmm. Okay, this last week we talked about food. This week I'm gonna talk about who is your favorite dirty secret team to watch. So like, you no, know, let's just say you're a big Maple Leafs fan, but you also kind of like watching the Bruins. Ooh, you know, like ooh, are you are you that guy in your family? Okay, <laughs> uh, who is your uh, dirty secret team? So, so far this season, a lot of people know that I don't really like the Anaheim Ducks too much. They're a team that, especially when they had Kessler and Corey Perry. Are you, are you really going to say you like the yes, Ducks? Yes, the Anaheim Ducks Whoa. are my team that I actually really like. And I really enjoy watching them. I really do. They have one of the better underrated jerseys in the league. And Andre Kasha, Raquel, Sam Steele, Comtois, John Gibson on the defense, Hampus Lindholm, Kevin Fowler, who's had a much better season. I don't know. I think there's just a lot to be entertained with Anaheim. They don't have, like, the best goal scoring in the world. But I don't know. Whenever I tune into Anaheim this year, I just kind of keep watching. I keep liking it. Wow. I didn't, uh... I didn't expect that. I I didn't expect that out of you. That's, That's a... Good. Okay. Well... Um, well, I have two teams in the in the West that I watch, and I have two teams in the East that I watch. I'm I'm mainly a I'm mainly a Leafs Blackhawks fans, but for the East, I usually watch the Leafs and the Red Wings are two my two favorite teams, with the Blackhawks and the Oilers being my two favorite teams in the in the uh, Western. The team that I actually do kind of like watching, which I kind of have two, which is yeah, whatever. Um, I actually do like watching the Canadians. Ooh, kind I like a, that pick. Kind of a Canadians guy. I do. I do really like watching. I mean, I'm a big Jonathan Druin dude, but um, I also. I it just feels nostalgic every time I watch the Canadians play, because I feel like I grew up watching all the highlights of all the great Canadians plays and Larry Robinson just nailing people and Guy Lafleur, Guy Lafleur, playing amazing. Um, that's just a throwback for me. At yeah. least for the Eastern and the Western, though, I do have a Western team that. Um, I, I hate saying that I like watching them, but uh, here we are, uh, the Canucks. Oh, here we are. I mean, they kind of won me over. I love their jerseys. I kind of, uh, I like Brock Besser. I think he's an amazing human being, mm-hmm. and I think people should, everybody should be like Brock Besser. Praise Brock Besser. <laughs> Praise Brock Besser. So those, that's my question. Who is your favorite team that, or not? Who's your, who's the team you like watching that you, you kind of feel bad saying it? Like, uh, what we just went through. Uh, give us a comment when we post this. Uh, you know, go to the go to our Twitter at roh podcast and uh, tweet us and tell us who is your favorite team. We might well, we should post that. That should be a post that we're gonna do. Yeah, we well, should actually we, post on that Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, we'll actually do it. All right, yeah. cool. So, uh, is there anything else that you got going on this week? Uh, nothing. <laughs> all besides, right. besides all the stuff we'll be doing for Halloween, which will be great. Oh, true that. All right, man. Uh, I got nothing. Go follow me on Twitter at Nico from Tio. Go follow at Blackhawk Up to follow. Find any of my writings for the Blackhawks mm-hmm. or any of my musings in general. You. Yeah. This is your turn. Your turn just to oh, give your there, give your things. That was that was bad. I didn't recognize that. Either way, follow oh. me at, at <laughs> Nave and Gravity on Twitter. Gravity on YouTube. It is good content. I, I trust me. You you'll want to watch it yeah, if you haven't. It, he is good dude. I mean, like oh, also shout out to your profile pic. Yeah, change yeah. it up. Yeah, look at that. Actually being professional and showing your face. Like that's like Crazy. a face reveal. <laughs> <laughs> that for a, a lot. 
actually for a lot of people that follow me on Twitter, it actually was. Besides yeah. me posting videos and stuff like that. That was definitely a face reveal. Alright, uh, well that's it guys. Uh, use the hashtag ROH Podcast for everything you do. Every Just single post. Every, Every single, post. single post. Besides, don't do it if you're doing bad things. In that case, yeah, don't do it that way. Anyway, we'll see you on the flip side. Peace out. Bye. Bye.